I want to share with you a story from the Nach. The Navi tells us in Melachim Beis about a time when the king of Aram wanted to capture the Navi Elisha. So he found out the town where Elisha was staying and he sends a whole brigade of soldiers to surround the town during the night. And the intention was they were going to take Elisha captive in the morning. Elisha had a nar servant who worked for him. And this nar wakes up in the morning and he sees around the walls of the town a huge encampment of enemy soldiers. And he comes to Elisha in a panic. And he says to him, we're trapped, we're surrounded, what are we going to do? And the letter says to him, there's nothing to be afraid of. There are more on our side than against us. And the Nair doesn't understand what he's saying. So Elisha davens to Hashem. And he says, Hashem, open the eyes of this boy. And that's what Hashem does. And he sees that it's true that there's an encampment of enemy soldiers around the city where they are. But surrounding them, for as far as I can see, there's a tremendous army of chariots and horses of fire. Malachim. An army of angels who was there to protect the Navi Elisha. So what happened with this army? So we know the Pasuk says that Hashem davened that they all be struck with blindness. And Hashem made all these soldiers blind. And obviously they are unable to find, never mind capture Elisha. And there's a question on the story. We have a principle in Tanakh. That even though we know that the Nevi'im could do Nisim, they could cause miracles to happen. But if you saw it in Tanakh, and that is miracles don't happen for nothing. If a Navi made a nice happen, there was a need for that nice to happen. And if that's the case, we understand why Elisha davened that the soldiers of Aram be struck with blindness. That's what saved him from being captured. But why was the first nice necessary? Why was it necessary for this Nair? so to speak, this boy of who's helping Elisha to see the, mur- the, nis- the m- angels encamped around them. Why was that nice necessary? Anyway, those Malachim didn't play a part in the, what actually happened which to save Elisha from Aram. Standing just before Tukia And we know Chazal tell us that the seven times we say Lam Natseach represents, so to speak, the seven levels that the Basin Shalmala descends from Shemaim down to this world. And then when we finish the seven Lam Natseach and we blow the Shaipa, let's open, so to speak, the gates of the dead. Now let's imagine looking at it 
from Hashem's perspective. What does Hashem see when He comes down to this world? Not just when He's looking at us specifically, when He's looking at the world as a whole. And that far-reaching, so to speak, perspective that Hashem has, and He can view in one go all seven billion people that there are in this world. And how is Hashem going to look at humanity? Out of the seven billion people, how many of them know that there's a HaKadosh Baruch who exists? How many of them believe in Him? Klai Yisrael is less than 1% of the world population. Therefore, in this huge, enormous, so to speak, planet of billions of people, Kai Israel is an infinitely small percentage. And out of Kai Israel, unfortunately, how many of the individuals within Kai Israel does a Kodesh Baruch Hu feel? are keeping to what he wants them to, to to be are abiding by the rules of the Torah and really this we have a question because Klai Yisrael were given a mission and our mission was the to perfect the world to make it a place which is ready for Hashem's kingship to be manifest. And if we so few, and those who oppose us are so many, so in what way can Klai Yisrael succeed? In what way is it possible for us to achieve the mission that HaKadosh Baruch is expecting from us? Important principle here. Something to think about before Tkirche. Really, like everything else, it's a lesson from Chazal. But in this particular case, before I share with you the Midrash, the words of the Chazal, I'll just give you a marshal which maybe you can relate to more simply. But it's a, it brings out the same point. Something I once heard from somebody who had formerly been a soldier in an elite division. And he described one time when they were in an army mission and they had to go in deep into an Arab town. And he was there to go with one other soldier, surrounded by hundreds of aggressive Arabs brandishing sticks and waving them around. And yes, on the one hand, it doesn't sound too good. 
two people surrounded by hostile Arabs, hundreds of them. But the difference is they were brandishing sticks, stones maybe, but he was sitting in a tank. This is the same message Chazal tell us. Chazal say a marshal to two neighbors. One of them is has warehouses of straw. And he has more and more bales of straw stacked up. And his neighbor is a blacksmith. And he looks and he sees this tremendous amount of straw. And he wonders, where's the space for anything else? This man has just filled everything with this huge quantity of straw. And Chazal say, the wise man tells him, the Pekach tells him, he says, why are you afraid of straw? He says, you deal with fire. One spark of your fire and the whole straw will burn down. All these storehouses of straw will be reduced to ash. That's Chazal's notion. It's true there's a much bigger quantity of straw, but it can get burnt in a second. And the Nimshal Chazal are referring to Yaakov and Esau. When you see the vast multitudes of Esau, the millions or billions of people, they're part of Esau's empire. They're conquering the world. Look at a tremendous force they are. But the right way to look at it, think of it as bales of straw. When you have a flame, it can burn everything down. Or in the martial game before, there only one person sitting in a tank to overpower thousands of people with sticks and stones. And that's the important point to remember. Hashem is not impressed by numbers. That's true, Klai Yisrael are an infinitely small percentage of the world population. But Klai Yisrael is a koyach. Klai Yisrael is a koyach. And that outweighs however many billions of people there are against us. And what's that koyach? So this is the message that Elisha was trying to teach his servants. And it's such an important message. It was worth bringing about a miracle. Just to clarify this point. Ravi Masheri Tanu Masheri Tanu servants saw a multitude of soldiers armed to the teeth trying to capture a nation and he was rightly afraid and Elisha said no he wasn't rightly afraid Rabbi Masheritan you only see people there's a much bigger force than the force of people a much more powerful force and that's the force of the Malachim. Yes, there's a whole world. There's a whole dimension of Malachim. And those Malachim are on our side. 
Hashem sends his malachim to guide you everywhere you go. Not only that, when it comes to Yamadin, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, so yes, we, Klai Yisrael here, are being judged for the role we played in bringing the world closer to Malchus Shakai, preparing it to be the place for Hashem's kingship to be evident. And what about the Malachim? What are they doing in Rosh Hashanah? So we know we say it in Musaf. The Malachim are trembling. Because the Yamadin is coming. And what are they doing? We all know the Slicha. She say, Malachi Rachamin. Achnisu rachameinu lifnei bala rachamein. Mashmiyei tfilo. Hashmiyei tfilo seinu. Lifnei shimei tfilo. Say chazal. They're special malachim. Whose jobs it is. To carry up the tfilos of Klai Yisrael to Hashem. They're malachim. They're called machnisei rachamein. Whose job it is that every time Klai Yisrael do a chesed. They bring a chesed to Hashem. It's machnisei dima. If through tefillah Jews move to come to tears, then the Malachim will carry those tears to the Kisei Akavot. And comes Rosh Hashanah. And the world is in the balance. The Malachim are Yechofezun. They hurry. They're ready. They're waiting. They're waiting for words of tefillah. They can carry the Kisei Akavot. They're waiting for Chasarim they can bring up to Hashem. They're waiting for the tears. Yes, they're on our side. They're working with us. They're waiting for us to start. They're saying, come on, Klal Yisrael. Another word of tefillah. Another schus. They're waiting to bring it to Hashem. We're not on our own. We're not on our own. Rabbi Masheri Itano. We have a tremendous force of the Malachim with us. Malachim also want Kohen Shemaim to be Miskale in the world. And I'll tell you an even bigger secret. It's not just the Malachim on our side. HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself is on our side too. I wouldn't be able to say such a thing on my own. But it's a Mephorah Shazai. You can look it up. The Raim Mahaimlan Pasha Samar. And he writes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sets up Rosh Hashanah because Ani Hashem Oyev Mishpat. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is fair and wants everything to run Apidin. And yes, part of Rosh Hashanah is a court case between Klai Yisrael and the other nations. Do Klai Yisrael deserve to retain their title as the chosen nation? Do we deserve an extra to be redeemed and extra siyata dishmai and Hashem in the capacity of the judge is a dayan emes everything is done up here with emes and I listen to the words of the Zohar and I repeat 
Sayin the Zara contains such a thing. Says the Zara, when it comes to the din, then Natsach Rechimusay Dibane Rechimusay Dibane HaKadosh Baruch's love for the Jewish people overpowers his love for din. And therefore HaKadosh Baruch wants us to and HaKadosh Baruch gives us the eight hands to do it. Blow the shofar. Blow the shofar. That's going to change, so to speak, the balance in Shemayim. How does it do that? How does it do that? We know the Koyach of the shofar. The same shofaris. We talk about the shofar of Harsina. We talk about the shofar of Lassid Lavi when Mashiach will come. The shofar is an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for Kali Yisrael. Two times in the Torah we find the word true. The one time is in reference to the shofar. Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Trua, the day of blowing a Trua. But there's another time in the Torah the word true also comes. We get to say it in the Musaf. It says, Hashem Eleikovimai. When Hashem, their God is with them. Utruas Melech Boy. The true of the king. Rashi explains the friendship, the word Reus. The friendship of the king. The love of the king is with them. The true also symbolizes the love of Hashem for Klal Yisrael. It was evident at Har Sinai. That was the shape of Har Sinai. It will be evident again when the Taka Bashaifer Godel. The Taka Bashaifer Godel, when the great Shaifer will stand to herald the time of Mashiach. And therefore, when we, when we brought the Shaifer here, it awakens that love of Hashem for Klai Yisrael. that happens. And like the Zohar says, Hashem's love for his children overcomes his love for Mishpat. And then Hashem's on our side also. He helps us, so to speak, be victorious in the day. It's a part of Rosh Hashanah. Undertone of talking about the time of Mashiach. Saying the davening and summoning the Psukim. Talking about that future time when Bahaya Hashem the Melech al Kola Aretz. Talking about that future time. You talk about Shafir God of Voya of the merits Ashur. And Idachi merits Mitzrayim. We daven for that future time. That the Yedah called Paul Kiyatopa Altoi, the Yavin called Yitzur Kiyatoi Yitzartoi. The future time when the whole world will recognize Hashem. It's part of the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. But the important point. Yes, that's Klai Yisrael's mission. 
Kali Yisrael's mission to bring that into fruition. To prepare the world for Mashiach. If we look at it just with the eyes of Olam Azeh, we don't see much progress. We don't see much Hatzlach. We see Klai Yisrael as being a minute, so to speak, force. Within the huge amount of humanity. But we're looking at it in spiritual terms. We're part of an incredibly powerful team. Klai Yisrael Baritz. The Malachim in Shemaim. And HaKadosh Baruch himself. It just needs us to start. As to Daven, the Malachim are waiting. As to Blad Shafa, the Malachim are ready to do their job. They're ready for every tefillah, every schos, every tear to bring it up to the Kisya Kavod. And HaKadosh Baruch is waiting too. He's waiting for that Shafa. He's waiting for those tefillahs. He's waiting for Klai Yisrael's expression of love to him. So that way he's able to respond and give preference to his love for Klai Yisrael more than the love for Mishmat. And then the point of Rosh Hashanah isn't just the perspective of the next year for each individual. But we look at Rosh Hashanah as something looking towards and looking forward to the culmination of that dream, the fulfillment of our tafkit, the day where we're able to we'll be able to experience.